Welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. Thanks again for joining us. Last time we talked a little bit about uh, how OT can be in different environments and different settings. And I started to talk about working in the city school system as an OT. It's been fantastic, thank God. I've already been in many different schools throughout the year and throughout the summer in my three years in the, in the city school system, the Board of Ed. And it's fantastic to be able to work with many different students in many different types of schools. So as we said, there's a mandate according to the IEP. And a lot of the times you have to look at the goals in the IEP to see what a student needs help with. Many times it will be handwriting issues, whether size or legibility or spacing or orientation or or um, just not being able to hold the utensil, the writing utensil, the pencil, the crayon, the marker properly. So we try to teach the proper grip. We can also give special pencil grips, which can be ordered from Amazon or other sites, which show the position of the fingers, which is supposed to be the thumb on one side and the index in the middle on the other side holding the the pencil and a pinch. A lot of times I tell the students, pinch, 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 to hold it properly. And that could be a goal. Different goals could also be things such as classroom materials, which we mentioned before, holding the scissor properly or holding the glue stick properly. Or a lot of times it could just be attending to a task. It could be um, having the proper attention or getting the proper sensory input needed to be able to focus on a task and follow different step directions. So if you're in District 75 in the city, which is basically special ed, and they have six class, they have classes of six children, which is six to one to one with the parent and a teacher, and then there's the eight to one to one, which the eight children and the, t- the teacher and the para. It could also be the 12 children and the teacher and the para. So that's in the special needs uh, district 75. In regional, there's different types of classrooms. There's also 12 to 1 to 1, but not to the extent or the severity that you see in special needs. And then there's the ICT classroom, which is basically one special needs teacher and one regular teacher, where you could see a lot of kids, like 20 to 30 kids in the classroom could be in there, and a few of them have IEPs where we have to service them. And then there's the uh, general classroom, which is basically one gen ed teacher with like 30 kids. So depending on the setting are, are different things that could be done. And depending on the mandate and the goals, there are different things that can be done. A lot of times I like to use a lot of hands-on materials to give them fine motor work. So I love doing different craft projects and art projects, especially because kids just need to be kids. Sometimes they just need the ability to play and have a good time and not realize that you're working on things when actually playing on a craft or a project together. And you could also give them manipulatives or different toys as reinforces and rewards. So a lot of times, especially in my gen ed setting, Currently, I'm in four schools. Two of them are special ed and two of them are are regional, which is non-special ed, for half the week and half the week. So in my gen ed schools, I try to give, like, dinosaurs, for example, at the end of the session. And I say, which dinosaur do you want? Do you work for dinosaur? Do you want to get a dinosaur? You have to do a good job. And hopefully the kid is able to focus. So a lot of times we'll do craft projects and uh, paper projects and hands-on materials using the scissors and the markers and the crayons. A lot of times I'll use um, sticker scenes, like Melissa Duggs has them, which is fantastic. Also coloring books and, um, you know, different fine motor activities such as beads um, and straws can be used, you know, cutting the straws into little pieces and putting them on a string or putting beads on a string to make a bracelet or a necklace. Those are really good fine motor tasks. A lot of times the kids don't have that ability to do these little fine motor needs and tasks. Also, other times... I'll have these dexterity vests which can be ordered from Amazon and and if you're listening and you're a parent or you're an educator and not an OT per se and even not getting OT, it's still very helpful 
we always like to say OT can really help everybody. Even if you don't have a mandate and you don't see us per se, we can still give you suggestions and ideas, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast to begin with. So, for example, you could buy dexterity vests from Amazon. Things such as uh, zipper vests and button vests and um, um, tying vests to teach how to tie things. And they have these ADL vests also from Melissa and Doug, which are very good. A little pricey, but they're still worth it and very good. You know, fine motor hands-on things are really good. You know, Play-Doh is a fantastic medium. They give a lot of uh, um, div- uh, materials with it, but even thinking outside the box, you could put items in the Play-Doh and make the kids take them out. You know, you could use scissors to cut Play-Dohs. You can make Play-Doh into little balls. You can make a mountain out of the Play-Doh. I love Play-Doh. Play-Doh is fantastic. There's also um, TheraPutty, but that's a little bit expensive. It's a good uh, material to use as well. Lego is fantastic. Lego is very good for fine motor building and, and sequencing and, and for them to visualize different things. But um, there are many different things that could be used, and it's a, it's a very good medium to use these different things, such as um, the things that were mentioned. You know, iPads is a big controversy over on, on both sides. Some people like iPads, some people don't. I personally don't like iPads so much because the skills are not really transferable. You know, you're touching the screen with your fingertips, but there's nothing like hands-on, using real materials, using using things in person in real time and even if you're scrolling across the, the, the board to do a key or a lock or or to figure out to touch something it's not as good as to do in person so next time we'll continue we'll talk more about different activities and different things that could be used within and without of the school system and we hope to see you next time